In this competition for scarce resources, it's a common narrative we hear that foreigners take our jobs. But in fact, what does the data say? Well, unfortunately, the claim, you know, that we see being made by people in the streets and sometimes by our political and cultural leaders is that foreigners are stealing our jobs. But unfortunately, it isn't a question which, you know, we have a definitive answer for um, looking at data or research. But what we do have is some relatively new data, which actually paints a much more detailed and nuanced picture of what it means to be a foreigner in South Africa trying to make a living and some of the challenges which they encounter. Mm. I mean, how did you actually go about trying to answer this question? What research is there that's available? Um, There's some quite recent research. Um, Prior to this research being released in the middle of last year, we didn't really have much insight into, you know, migrants working and living in South Africa. Um, But there's a a group called the Migrating for Work Research Consortium, which had a look at some um, labor data released by StatSA for 2012. And what they came up with and their their findings actually counter and, you know, challenge some of the myths and misconceptions about migrants in our communities. For example, if you ask your neighbor, if you ask your colleagues, you know, what percentage of our working age population, so that's people aged 15 to 64, what percentage do you think are international migrants? You get estimates ranging from, you know, 10%, 20%, 25%, because a lot of people in South Africa believe that we have a lot of migrants in South Africa working and, and trying to get jobs. But the reality is quite different. The research of that working age population are cross-border migrants or people who are born somewhere else. And it sort of challenges our perception of South Africa being swamped um, and the stories that we hear in our communities. How accurate is this data about migrant workers in, in the country, Kate? Um, any data and research is going to have limitations. This um, this data was, you know, looked at and analysed um, by, like I said, the My Work Group, and um, they work with the African Centre for Migration Studies. And the data which they used um, came from um, the 2012 General Household um, Survey. And what that did for the first time was it included a migration question. So it's actually the only data set which we have where StatSA conducted the questionnaire, but they also included that year questions about, you know, where do you live, what jobs do you do, are you unemployed? And it allowed us to have these insights because prior to this, most of our understanding was anecdote-based. It was based on small studies, um, which didn't really give us much understanding of the country as a whole. A lot of us seem to believe that particularly in the informal sectors where the competition is most rife, international migrants uh, playing a role there, reducing salaries, some believe, reducing the, you know, the, the benchmark salary rate for, for informal work and also competing in a, in a rather scarce market. I mean, are there any studies looking at the informal sector particularly? Yeah, definitely. Um, the study from my work, which I, I just been speaking about, um, what it found was that international migrants are more likely to work in the informal sector compared to local South Africans. And they suggested a few explanations for that. Um, the first being that um, the informal sector offers the lowest cost of entry into the labor market. So you, you don't need, in most cases, a lot of money or capital to enter the informal sector. And that's why a lot of migrants who come to South Africa without many resources end up in the informal sector. Um, another reason that they suggested was um, nearly 80% of our international migrants are from Africa. And most African countries have a very well-established and developed informal sector. So they are bringing 
those um, that experience and that history with them when they come here. Um, if we want to talk about, you know, is the informal sector dominated, and um, that's where the data which you rely on, we rely on, gets a bit more narrow, because unfortunately there've only been localized studies um, looking at that issue. Um, one study um, which was conducted late last year by the Gauteng City Region Observatory. Um, at Wits University, um, looked at the Johannesburg CBD. So you have to remember, in this case, this is a very small sample size, so it isn't a reflection of the whole country, but it does give us some insight. And what they found was that less um, than two out of ten people who owned businesses in the informal sector in Johannesburg were international migrants. So, you know, that's about 20% of the people that they, they interviewed and surveyed. Um, but, of course, this is a small survey, which gives us some insight, but not a, a big picture of the issue. And Kate, before we let you go, we are running out of time. Have you had any feedback from the public on, on these reports and your analysis as yet? Definitely. I think that... Um, I think that people are, are quite desperate for, you know, information and facts on this, this very topical and, and very important issue at the moment. Most of the news and information we get is rhetoric. It's leaders, whether they're political or cultural, making statements which sometimes don't help the situation. And people are, are quite relieved to find some information which sets out facts. Um, and that's why I think it's so important that we, we should see our, our political leaders, you know, making use of this information, which is wild, widely available, to try and, and, and spread facts and objective information about a very emotional subject.